All right, good morning, everybody. This is Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Thursday, game day in the NFL. Broncos-Jets tonight. Not one of the more interesting matchups that we'll see on a Thursday night. And uh, obviously the big news, we get our first uh, moved game in the NFL. Wiz, how are you today? I'm doing okay, and um, yeah, the uh, you know I don't think it's any you know that big of a deal. Uh, the Titans and Steelers game has been canceled and moved out, moved completely out of Week Four, and uh, they're just going to flip flop the bye weeks. And Steelers and Titans will have the bye week their bye weeks this week, and uh, do some scheduling changes. And uh, that game will be rescheduled somewhere between Week Seven or Week Eight, uh, and they're going to change another game as well. Um, Flip flop one of those games between seven, eight, and then you know the by, and, and then you know that game will be super scheduled right around that time as well. So yeah, it's it's complicated, and uh, you know it's a little bit of um, you know it, it always pops up a scare once when, when that when that happens, and uh, you just hope it uh, you know it remains um, limited with this uh, so far right now, and uh, and then just continue on, but really. Can't um, you can't lose sight of what's going on here? And uh, tonight is the start of Week Four, and uh, you have to be prepared. And we're going to help get people uh, get prepared. You know, it's kind of interesting. I was thinking about this from two two different perspectives: uh, one on the positive, and one on the negative. Let's say you're an owner of AJ Brown right now, who's been That's definitely a positive. Yeah, yeah. So big time positive, right? He's going to miss this week. You would have not been able to use him, and most likely he'll be back by week seven or eight. So, so that's the plus side. And I guess on the flip side, if if there's a negative, if you're one of these teams that's starting the season one and two and zero oh and three, and you're a Derrick Henry owner, for example, and you know it's a player that you're going to need to lean on, and you don't have him, that's the negative aspect of you know right now. You obviously will have him later in the season as long as he doesn't get hurt, but. You know, just playing the flip flip side of this, and you know, we've both talked about this at length about teams and leagues having to be prepared for things like that. You know, we've made the adjustments. Hopefully, you all have done that. But nonetheless, you have the ability to kind of navigate, make some pickups, and figure out your lineups uh, certainly before Sunday. That's uh, and that's what we're going to try and uh, help you guys do. But for now, we're going to start off talking about tonight's game, which you know. I'm always curious when you come into a game like this where you have two teams that are going in really a poor direction here. Um, Denver has been mired in the, on the injury wagon. Uh, you know, I think they've lost something like 11 starters so far. And the Jets can't get out of their own way. They've had some injuries as well. Uh, poor coaching, a lot of things. So it's an interesting game from that perspective. We're going to get an undrafted free agent starting for the Broncos. So I'm curious to think of what you, know, what you feel about this game. Is this going to be a complete dud? Could we get surprised that there actually be some decent football? You know, or, or you know, are you just resigned to the fact that this is not going to be a pleasant game. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> anything can happen, obviously, but my expectations for this game are not high. You have two poor teams. The locker rooms probably can't be, you know, strong, especially in the Jets' locker room. Um, and then you have two poor teams with injury, you know, injury riddled. I did see that Jameson Crowder is going to play tonight. Um, but then you have, you know, like I said, two poor teams who are injured, and then on top of that, on a short week. So you really can't expect much. Uh, sometimes when it looks like this, you have a little bit more of a high-scoring game. But I'm looking at the point spread on the game, and uh, the Jets are a one-point favorite, and the under and over is 41. I think that's probably priced right. 
<clears throat> I have um, no view at all on either side or total in the game. How about you? I like the Jets tonight. I, I do. I think it's a tough task for the Broncos to throw in a guy like Rippon, um, who doesn't have as much experience. And, and, and look, I, I, Darnold has a lot on his shoulders. That's not to say that. He's been without, you know, we know Denzel Mims has not played at all. Perryman's been hurt. Like, it's been a tough task. I, I'd like to see uh, certainly a, a healthy Jamison Crowder out there. They've got to get the tight end involved, and that's Chris Herndon. Um, you know, the running game is, you know, kind of be a mix of three different guys. It's not, it's not pretty, but for some reason, I got a feeling that the Jets actually respond tonight. Um, and I like the Jets. I actually do like the Jets to win this game, you know, kind of going away. I just think the Broncos have way too many injuries on their side and, and, and challenges that are going to impede their effort. And I just, I have this strange feeling that the Jets actually respond tonight. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, yeah, I mean, if somebody gave me reasons to talk me into liking the Jets, you know, I could see it device, you know, the other way as well. I mean, from the standpoint of, um, personnel and talent, you know, especially at the skilled positions, you know, the the Broncos, I think, have a pretty decided advantage, you know, Melvin Gordon and running back. Um, and I didn't see anything on, on Lindsay. I know he was like kind of like on the wrong side of questionable for tonight's game. I didn't see anything official if he's going to play. But, the, the, you know, I know the Broncos had a brutal injury uh, at wide receiver, but they still have – some good young receivers there, you know, Jerry Judy, um, Patrick, TJ Hammer as well. So they got some young receivers and, uh, you know, I think in the skill positions better, but, you know, I don't trust ripping this game uh, from a quarterback position. So um, when you see the Jets going away, I'm just curious, do you think it's going to be because the Broncos will not get anything going offensively or this will be a little bit more of a high scoring game than the, uh, you know, people who make these lines predict. Yeah. 30, 17, 30, 20 type game. That's kind of the way I'm saying. Wow, that's, uh, that's way over. Yep. I mean, that's just that way. Anytime you talk about liking an over that's eight, nine, 10 points over the under over, that's way, way over. So you're, you're, you really like the over in this game, huh? Yeah. It started at 39 and a half. It's up to 41. I- I'm not going to touch the over under. Mm-hmm. I just like the jets more in the game. Um, um, and I'm actually going to hedge myself a little bit because there are a couple of prop bets on the on the Denver side that I think are worth uh, worth playing uh, this particular week. So uh, it's it's an interesting week for me. But I'm I'm looking at a couple of different bets. I don't know if you're looking at anything particularly on the prop side, but there there are th- yeah. I, I have one. I just have one prop. I'm looking at all carefully. You know, there are some that I'm tempted, but I just don't trust. You know, necessarily. The quarterback for Broncos, so I'm probably was thinking along the same lines as you with the, with the Denver props. But uh, good, tell us. Uh, so, how many props do you feel strongly about tonight? Because I only feel in the entire game with the total, the side, and props. There's only one prop that I love, and that's it. I, I could not bring myself to like anything. How about you? How many props along with the Jets do you love tonight? I like three tonight. You like three, and how many are on the Broncos side of the ball? Two. Two. Okay, so let's get let's get to those because I have 
one prop and it's on the other side of the ball. So tell us what props you like. You've been pretty hot here with these props lately. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, you know, I never really thought about it. And then you know, that first week I started talking about the props on Thursday. And now it's really becoming uh, a good, fun segment on this uh, podcast on Thursday. So go ahead, tell us about the Bronco props that you like, the players, and uh, why you like them. Sure. And, and before we get into that, I, I just think, you know, uh, you and I have some perspective on this. You know, I, I think the world of fantasy or handicapping, this is this is very new to, to this to this country. Um, and it's popular abroad. And now I don't know that the actual odds makers uh, and granted, there's going to be some actuarial science behind it because injury has to be taken into account. But I think there's some struggle here in the early going to actually handicap some of this stuff. So, um, and, and yeah, as you mentioned, we've done okay to start. So, yeah, I'll give you the three that I like. So, the, the Jets aren't a particularly good defense uh, against the rush. They're number four. In, 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 they're, they're the fourth worst against running backs in fantasy so far in the three games this year. So, talking to your point about uh, Lindsey most likely not going to play short week, all that sort of stuff. Melvin Gordon over 60 yards this week, as much as we didn't like him last week, you were very strong on that opinion. Um, I'm, I'm going to go the other way where I think Melvin Gordon is, is very productive in the run game here. I think you can't ignore the fact that how often Noah Font is getting targeted in this offense. Uh, he's done it against some tough defenses, including the Steelers. Um, so, 44 and a half yards. I just think he's a big weapon in this offense. He's the most targeted uh, pass catcher in the offense. Even though he's going with an undrafted free agent, he does a lot after the catch. I like that bet as well. And then the last one, you're going to be a little surprised, but I saw a little bit of a conversation with Adam Gase. I know I can't trust that knucklehead. Uh, talked about moving Sam Donald around the pocket a little bit more. And Sam Donald rushing yards tonight Eight and a half, that is my strongest view that Sam Donald will run for more than eight and a half yards tonight. I was looking a little bit at that. So I, 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 I was looking, I noticed that one. Um, yeah, I, I, I could see that one, especially, you know, the, the Broncos, even without Von Miller, have, I think, have had like three sacks in every game. Yep, that's so right. So the one, you know, thing about that is, you know, when you start putting on such a pass rush, it opens up the lane. So I, I, I could see that another one that I'm, I'm not going to play, but just one that I, I kept my eye. I'm keeping my eye on because of what happened. I noticed when Rippin came in the game last week, he really targeted and, and just seemed to have a little bit of a connection and a rapport more with Tim Patrick, more so than, than, than the two rookies, um, more so than Judy and Hamler. And uh, Noah Font is definitely, you know, a big part of that offense. But Tim Patrick, you know, I'm looking at that one, 31 and a half. He just seemed to have a, uh, a little bit more of a connection with Patrick than the other receivers. But the one that I am betting tonight, and I love, and I've made this player my captain on the showdown Thursday night game on DraftKings is Chris Herndon. Over 35 and a half receiving yards tonight. I think that is a lead pipe cinch tonight. I watched the Bronco game against Tampa Bay, um, and their linebackers are completely clueless uh, about covering running backs and tight ends in the passing game. They made Gronk look like the Gronk of in his prime after looking like he was running in cement shoes the first two weeks. And I think the tight ends for Tampa Bay last week were 
close to like nine for 90 or something like that. So I love Chris Herndon. I know he had a drop touchdown pass. I think Chris Herndon and the Jets offense get a little bit more on track. And if you're right about the Jets hanging up near 30 points tonight, not only will Chris Herndon um, get over 35 and a half, I'm thinking about, you know, making play on him scoring some touchdowns as well and getting good odds on that. So my, my lead pipe since tonight is over Chris Herndon, 35 and a half yards receiving. Yeah, and I think they have to get the player involved more. He's, you know, we had strong feelings about him coming into this season. He probably would be helped by the fact that there was more personnel on the Jets. You know, look, look, look what they've been throwing out there. Not, not nothing against Braxton Barrios and and Chris Hogan, who's you know came off the street essentially, but you know he hasn't had the you know Perryman hasn't been playing. No Denzel Mims, so the weapons have not been there around him. Crowder's missed two games in a row, so you know maybe with Crowder coming back, you know the short passing game will, will come to light a little bit, and you know they'll they'll, they'll kind of alternate between the two of those players. So uh, yeah, I, I like the call. I like the call a lot. So a, a very interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm really like yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a big big game out of Chris Hearns tonight. I know he's done. He's been a nothing burger for three weeks, but I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting him to uh, have a big game. That's my lead pipe cinch for those that are starving for the prop wages. Like I said, um, over maybe over on Tim Patrick, and I think that one is like 31 and a half yards receiving. That may be the other one I would. I would think about playing, but I'm just not going to do it tonight. I just don't trust the situation. Um, so I, I'm just completely confident about Herndon. That's my one. How, how are you going to play tonight? Are you going to play your three prop bets and the Jets equally? Are you going to put a couple of them apart away? Are you going to play the Jets? You seem really confident about the Jets. Are you going to play the Jets more? For those that are betting, how should they work their money management if they're following your picks? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to parlay. I thought about parlaying him, but I did all, you know, I did the player bets uh, sing, you know, singularly, um, and I did the game bet singularly as well. So, I, you know, I just kind of spread around. Not big action. This is kind of smaller bets than I would have just because I'm not 100% sure. I, I, like I said, the, the largest bet I, I did... I think we're ever going to be 100% sure no. about anything. But, 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 the largest, but the largest bet I did make was the Donald over 8.5 yards, and I know that's a very curious one, but I just I just heard a little snippet of a, of a Gase interview. I don't trust the guy that much, but you know they got to move Sam Donald around the pockets. Not a great offensive line. And I think you could see that. I think I think the fact that you mentioned that Denver still has been able to get to the quarterback, uh, you know, makes some sense. And Sam Donald is a mobile guy, so I just think it's a. Hopefully, he doesn't take any knees at the end when they're when they're kneeling on the ball when they have a big lead late in the game. But uh, but that's where I'm going to go for at the moment. How's that sound? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I think there are a lot of things to worrying about and concern yourself with. Worrying about the Jets being in victory formation at the end of the game <laughs> is not probably should be on top of anyone's worry list. Uh, you know, it, it, it doesn't happen uh, often. So, uh, but to that point, if the Jets are in victory for formation, it's probably meant that they've had a good night and probably you're over. And my Herndon bet have been secured if they uh, if they if they got that kind of a situation going on. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, those are what we like tonight. Uh, you have your side bet on the Jets and your three props that you like, and I have no view on the game whatsoever and just my Herndon over. Uh, and I, and I, will say, I, I will say I, I will say, one other thing was, you know, what, what I'm going to start doing in these games, uh, you know, we, we've, you know, we're talking a lot about um, 
you know, these prop bets. And they definitely feed. I don't want to get away from what we're here to do, and that's fantasy football. But these views are based on our views on fantasy and how game flow is going to be dictated and what's going to happen. So I just want to make sure for our listeners that we're not getting away from what we're talking about. You know, we're still looking at fantasy performance. It'll feed right in. In fact, if, you, if, if last week when I talked about guys that were going to outperform, I literally used all those guys in those prop bets. So I just want to be clear that we're not getting away from the foundation of what we here to do yeah i don't think it's in place of i just think it's in addition to so um we would definitely you know the focus is, is is fantasy and the rankings and who we love who we like what sleepers we like who we're fading you know we would definitely you know that that's the main focus but these are things that you know people like and look it's a thursday night game um so i think you know not anyone you know not everyone looking at this game is going to go in and say oh you know i, I look at these two terrible teams i have a strong opinion i mean i think the majority would probably take a pass on it but like if we could guide them and help them uh as far as some prop wagers um that we like i think that would, that makes it more interesting so definitely not in place of the focus that we have on fantasy football, just just a different layer, just 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 in addition and just something else uh, to keep it fun and interesting. And I know uh, some people are like it. Like I said, uh, I had one of my friends make a big hit on DraftKings uh, when he loaded up with the Chiefs and his one Raven he put in there was uh, was Boyle, uh, who yeah, actually, fantastic. Uh, besides Lamar Jackson, I think had the most fantasy points for the Ravens. So it, it, it just it just adds a different element to it, and it's fun and. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think you know we're always trying to uh, do things that make it more enjoyable for people to listen to the podcast. Yeah, and, and on that note too, I've got a couple of quick thoughts on, on my brain here. I, I, uh, if, if you are in a situation where you lost um, an Ebron or a Jono Smith, for example, for this week, and Jono Smith has been really performing like a number one tight end, and you need a guy and a pinch for the week, I was thinking of a couple of guys. So it's very interesting. Logan Thomas has been targeted twenty times in three games. I know. The Redskins aren't very good in the passing game, but you know one of these games he's going to turn these targets into something. So if you need a, just a pickup for the week, he's one guy I have in mind. I know you're not going to believe when I say this, but I think the fact that Nick Foles is quarterbacking, Jimmy Graham, who we both didn't like coming into the season, he scored two touchdowns the other day. He's been on the field for a ton of snaps. You know, if you need a flyer for the week, I'm actually going to suggest that. How about that? Uh, I think another thing is if you don't have a Derrick Henry, Miles Gaskin should not be sitting on any waiver wires at this point in time. He is the he is the Dolphins running back. So if you're doing your waiver pickups tonight, he's a guy that I would be targeting. And then the last point I'm going to make, and you're going to think I'm crazy when I say this, but this may be the time to actually pick up Deshaun Watson in a trade. Very difficult schedule to start the season. They're 0-3. They're up against it. They played two, three difficult opponents. He's the number 17th ranked fantasy quarterback as we sit here today. But I think the, the shoulders of Mr. Watson are going to have to be leaned on a little bit more. And I'm going to say from here, there's probably some upside. So if you have a disgruntled Deshaun Watson owner out there and maybe your quarterback who you drafted isn't doing what he he was supposed to be doing, that may be a target for you in trades. Those are three little random thoughts I think I'd fly out there for today. I mean, I, yeah, I might see the point about Deshaun Watson. I, I mean, I can't imagine anyone who drafted Deshaun Watson, you know, is, is ready to give up on the player after what they've seen. You know, they, they've gone up against some tough defenses, and I'm sure now they see the Vikings. But look, if somebody is, is 
frustrated or doesn't feel like he's played as well as you know they thought he was, I could I could see that. The Gaskin thing, you know, I think it's a good idea and a good thought for certain. I, I just think going into week four, that player is probably rostered on just about um, all the leagues. I, I, yeah, I like the, I, you know, I, I don't disagree about Thomas. I mean, the good thing about, you know, drafting or you know, picking up Logan Thomas is the Redskins' game script is always that they're going to be throwing. And the bad news is they're always going to be throwing because um, <laughs> Haskin, I, you know, just, you know, it hasn't worked out. But, yeah, he's getting a ton, a ton of targets. So that's the that that's the. That's the you know that that's that's a good idea because at this point it's really about volume and you just have to think that over time um, it'll be it'll it'll work out and I'm gonna give a different tight end to my point he's done nothing I'm sure he's available in a lot of leagues I think Chris Herndon is a pickup and put him in your lineup if you have um, Jonu Smith. Uh, or, or Ebron, or you're really stuck at tight end this week. I think Chris Herndon is a pickup and start this week. That's how confident I am about the player tonight. Yeah, I wonder how. Yeah, because I, I, you know, we talked a lot about the player. We liked him coming into this year, healthy and stuff. But yeah, I'm sure after the last couple of weeks, he was a drop. So uh, it'll be interesting yeah. to see uh, what happens. On, you know, let, let's hope we have to ask McKenna, by the way, who's uh, you know one of our biggest uh, Jet fans. We got to see what he thinks about this game tonight. We haven't spoken to him about that yet. Well, he, he, I think he did predict the Jets were going to win the first three games. So, um, just like the Jets, he's also all in three. Um, so, I guess we could find out and let, let people know uh, later in the week uh, what he predicted. But uh, I think he's even starting to uh, get a little disgruntled. I think he was talking about tanking for Trevor, uh, oh. Trevor Lawrence. You know, I think the Jets have a lot of needs, but I, I think they're not going to take a quarterback, uh, no matter where they end up picking in this in the upcoming draft. So we'll we'll see how that goes. And uh, yeah, I think um, you know the timing of it is good. You know what we did here, the game just got canceled, so we're able to report that and talk about maybe backups for tight ends if you have someone in that game. And then uh, you know later in the week we'll really get into which players and rankings and guys we love, we want to fade some sleepers at all of the positions and, and a lot more of the wagering and prop bets as well. Yeah, I think you called that, uh, that segment last week, love him and leave him. So I think we got to keep that. Uh, we got to keep that in play. Yeah. 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 Definitely. That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Who we loving and who we leaving uh, behind. And we had some, you know, some big winners there. I mean, that Mark Andrews, I think uh, was was definitely on my leave him list of tight end, and you definitely agreed with that one as well. And uh, so that was a good one because he was ranked, you know, on every board as a top three or four guy. And uh, he played, he really played. Uh, he was so, it was so uncharacteristic for him. I mean, he dropped a lot of passes in that game, some easy ones as well. I don't know what was going on with the Ravens in that game. They they were not ready to play football uh, on Monday night. Well, let's hope the guys tonight are able to play uh, at a little bit higher level, and uh, I look forward to it, uh, even though it's not two good teams, and I'll wish you uh, a good uh, rest of your Thursday, Wiz. You do the same. 